Media Day is here for the New Orleans Pelicans. We're finally going to get to hear from Zion Williamson, Willie Green, David Griffin. What do we want to ask him? And more importantly, I'll tell you the answers we want to hear from them in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. It's a Media Day primer. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Monday, and that means it's media day for the New Orleans Pelicans. I will be there. I have a couple of interviews lined up. It should be a lot of fun, so make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, the number one Pelicans podcast here for y'all. And we got stuff for the entire week. I can't wait. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And if you want to support the channel, comment down below on Media Day. What questions do you want to hear asked of the players, the coaches, the front office? What are the answers that you're hoping to hear as well? Because basically, giddy up, the season starts now for New Orleans. Training camp starts on Tuesday after Media Day today. And we're a week away, less than a week away from the open practice, about a week and a half away from the first preseason game. Basketball is back. Maybe a good thing, given the Saints' performance Yesterday, if you need a second to listen today, go check out the Locked On Saints podcast because Ross Jackson's going to be breaking down everything about an offense that only scored nine points. Not so great. Got to do better than that. What's going on with the black and gold? Ross is going to break it all down for you. He's actually going to be helping me out at Pelicans Media Day, too. So Media Day is here. That means all of the players are going to be in front of us. We get to ask them questions. They get to talk a little bit about their off-seasons, their hopes, what they expect to go into this year looking like. Anything we've got, we can ask them, and I think that's an important thing. This sheds some light and gives us a little bit of transparency going into this season, which, as I've said, is a bit of a make-or-break year. It's a bit of a prove-it year, I think, for the Pelicans, too, because people around the country are kind of down on them. National media is a bit down because... Haven't made any big roster changes, and we'll talk about that in today's show. You know, it looks like they're just kind of running it back, though I disagree that that's actually true and something I've been stressing on the podcast here. And we finally got a list of the changes that we've been waiting to hear and see from the New Orleans Pelicans. But this is definitely a prove-it year for them. they got to get it right. How are they going to do that? What's been different? We're going to ask all that stuff today, and we'll have more the rest of the week for y'all on their answers and breaking it all down in the Lockdown Pelicans podcast. So let's go through some of the people that we're going to hear from, some of the things we want to ask him. And more importantly, I'll tell you the answers we want to hear. You as a fan should want to hear. And let's start with Zion Williamson. You know, one of the things I think that's going to be asked is about his off-season preparation. You know, how has it been different than previous years? You know, we've heard that he's here in New Orleans and seen it too, that he's in New Orleans more so than he ever has been. You know, can confirm all of that. You know, his approach has been different, it seems like, this offseason. So how? What have you done differently? What's the type of work that you did? We want to hear him saying things like, I focused on stretching to help his body hold up this year. We want to hear more about his diet, the habits that he's forming that are going to hopefully keep him healthy throughout the regular season. We know he's going to be in shape coming into the year. He's been in shape. He was in shape coming into last season, too. It was when he got injured 
things were a little bit different and things started to go haywire, frankly. So following up on that first question of how have things been different this offseason is, why did you take a different approach? What is it about the past couple of years that made you want to change how you do things this offseason? We want to hear him basically say, like, it, it's, it's accountability in a sense. And I don't think he needs to do that. We heard a little bit about this from him on Gilbert Arenas' podcast too, right? Saying, you know, yeah, you know, I need to kind of own up to my part of why my career hasn't gone the right way. I want to hear more about that. You know, does he want to kind of cement his legacy in the NBA? Does he want a long NBA career? Are those the type of things that matter to him? You know, does he want to be able to win end of season awards? Got to play 65 games if you do that. You know, what is it that's kind of changed? And I do think, you know, some of it may be him being a father. I'm kind of curious to ask him, like, how excited are you about becoming a father? How has that kind of changed his mindset? Things like that. You know, has he changed people who he listens to? The camp, right? The camp, quote unquote. You know, are there different advice givers in there? People whose opinions he takes more seriously or less seriously now? I don't think he'll give us those type of specific answers, but he might talk generally about surrounding himself with the right kind of people, people that have his best interests, his best interests at heart. And I think that would be an important thing for us to hear about. And I think that's important for you, the fans, to hear about as well. And we're spending this whole segment on Zion because, look, we can make this really simple. The whole season rests on him. The whole season rests on Zion Williamson. Sure, they can be fine without him. They did that two years ago when they made the first round playoffs against the Phoenix Suns, the play-in tournament year, right? Zion didn't play at all that year. They were led by Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, the emergence of guys like Herb Jones and others. And so they can be a playoff team without Zion Williamson. They've proven that. But they could, in theory, be title contenders with Zion. Look at the number differential in terms of stats with Zion without. Six best offense with Zion. They went on a seven-game winning streak where they didn't have BI for all of them or most of those games. And they still rattled off seven straight wins because Zion was that dominant. After Zion, without him, 24-ranked offense in the league. That's not going to cut it. Zion can cover up a lot of mistakes and holes on this roster. Doesn't mean they're perfect with him. Doesn't mean that the offense is necessarily designed well. But he's such a force of nature that he can go out and do all of his things and still carry this team. Sometimes in the NBA, you just need a dude to carry you. Everything else doesn't need to be great. It's a star-driven league. If you're a star and you're playing like a star player, and he's playing at an all-star level, playing at an all-NBA level too, he can go out and do that, and everything will be fine. Health otherwise, and we'll get into health stuff in the next segment here, is all good. He's got to play. 65 games is what you're looking at for him to make an all-NBA team, to him, for him to make an end-of-season award team. That's really the, the expectation at this point. Do I think it'll happen? I don't know. He's doing all of the right things. He's saying all the right things. And at media day, I'd be willing to bet he's going to continue to say and do all of the right things. But we need to see it when adversity hits, which will happen, which happens every season to every player on every team. And we want to try and find out if maybe he's ready for that. And that's where I think media day is really important 
when it comes to Zion Williamson and finding out if he is ready for that adversity because that's going to impact basically the entirety of the Pelicans season. So coming up next, let's skip players for a minute. Let's talk to uh, David Griffin and head coach Willie Green. What do we want to hear from them? What are the hopes of the answers that we want them to say? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making... No, sorry, not thank you for making Locked On Pelicans. I'm still in preseason form here. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Game Time. Look, buying tickets last minute can be very, very frustrating. You're not sure if the seats are good. You can't find a good deal last minute, or maybe there's no tickets available. Or you're, you want to go to something, but when do you buy? Do you wait to see if ticket prices drop and you can save a bunch of money that way? You know, it's, it's a hassle. But buying tickets doesn't need to be difficult because... Game Time is trying to find ways to save you money. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. So it's the place to find last minute seats. They also have exclusive flash deals, sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, concerts, comedy, theater, basically everything. And with zone deals, you pick the section and Game Time will pick the seats for you and it saves you an average of 18%. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference so you don't need to stress. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONNBA, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, the number one Pelicans podcast. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. If you want to support the channel, comment down below and become an everydayer. Listen Monday through Friday. As I said, the season starts today. Basketball is back. It's official today. We're also going to have a lot of exclusive content here on Locked On Pelicans. We also have the Locked On Pelicans Insiders group on subtext. You can text me. A couple people were this weekend, even in the lead up to the Saints game, which was awesome, talking about the Drew Holiday trade, other things they want to know. It's giving me a lot of ideas. So if you want to interact with me directly, Twitter X, it's not a great way to do that. The Locked On Pelicans Insiders subtext is it's $4.99 a month. But you get a 14-day free trial. Today is a great day to sign up for it because I'm going to be sending out a lot of updates on subtext to you directly, and you'll be able to respond to me right away. It comes right to my phone. comes right to your phone. It's a great way uh, to stay included. There's going to be exclusive content there, and I'm going to share inside information there, not on Twitter. It's going to go there. And look, after 14 days, if you don't like it, it's okay. Don't worry about it. The show's still free in five days a week for y'all because we are Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's get into more media day stuff, but I want to look at two people that aren't players, but are just as important when it comes to the team. So let's start with David Griffin, who usually opens talking him or Trajan Langdon. There's a lot to ask about him and in particularly about him. There's a lot to ask of him in particularly some of the staffing changes that go on behind the scenes. So the medical staff, the player performance and care team, why make these changes? The Pelicans, in their PR email, announced that they've hired Amy Atmore as director of rehabilitation. Aaron Nelson, the former kind of head of player performance and care, has assumed the role of special advisor to the medical and performance team. Basically, like, goodbye, but you're under contract, so we're going to use you and we're going to pay you because we got to. So we're going to use you in some way, but it's not going to be that much. 
um, or you're just not going to have a big role. So Amy Atmore, the past couple of years, has worked as um, I just bl- I, bl- Russell Wilson's personal trainer, physical therapist, and director of performance. They say for one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Before that, she served as a performance therapist for the Phoenix Suns in 2019-2020. So she's got an extensive history of working with star players. Forget what you think about Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Russell Wilson. You can see I am not an NFL guy that covers it. Um, Working with star players and getting their buy-in. And I think that's been the big issue here. No one's doubting that Aaron Nelson was qualified for the job. Hiring him was a very, very big deal. But for whatever reason, and we can, you can, and if you want, let me know in the comments down below, you know, place blame on, is it his fault? Is it Zion's fault? Is it BI's fault? Is it other players' fault? Something just didn't click, didn't gel, and just didn't work with the group that they have. And as I've said earlier, it's a player-driven league. If you need Zion to be healthy and to buy in, to get healthy and to continue to do his rehab properly, something he has not done, and I'm sure in some areas he's owning up to that, even if he won't say it publicly, it doesn't matter if he's technically in the wrong. You need him doing it, so you need to have someone there that's going to get that out of him. And if that's not Aaron Nelson, move on from Aaron Nelson, even if Aaron Nelson is the best in the world at what he does. You need the players buy in. And if you're having multiple players maybe not buy into what he's doing and like the approach that he's doing, you need to change that. You've got to cater to the players, whether you like this or not. So getting into having, you know, Amy Atmore develop a strong connection relationship with Zion Williamson, with Brandon Ingram, CJ, you know, is more of a professional think than anyone else on the roster. So you're worried less about him is really important because as I said, This entire season rests on Zion being healthy, but also like the health of the rest of the team. So they need someone qualified for this job who gets these players' trust. And I hope it's going to be her. And for head coach Willie Green, you know, he's been the head coach the past two years now. We want to ask him, you know, what are the things that you're working on? He had said in his end-of-season media availability that he's still growing. What are the areas that he needs to grow? Where does he need to kind of improve and what are his opportunities as a head coach? He's got a lot of the basics down. He connects with players really well. We've seen that. You know, he gets their buy-in. You know, I go back to that story of when Devontae Graham was getting moved to the bench. He spent, he went over to his house and spent an hour talking to him about the role and what they were doing. And you didn't hear Devontae Graham complain. Players don't like going from being a starter to the bench at all. So that was a pretty significant deal and step. You know, the defense has been good under him, but offense has struggled. He's had some blind spots in terms of players that he relies on and maybe not playing more talented young guys and instead relying on veteran players like who he kind of was, right? Maybe in a sense they remind him of himself and he wants to give them a chance and let them kind of do their thing. But that's not what you want to do as a head coach. You need to also win games because at the end of, the day here, that's what you're judged on. And so he needs to go out and start winning a little bit more, I think. You know, they had a winning record last year that was significant, but they also dropped a lot of very winnable games. And even a team with Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum should not have had that struggle on offense that they did at times, which is ultimately, I think, what cost them getting into the postseason. You know, how are the area where are the areas that he thinks he needs to improve is it rotation management you remember the play in tournament game against the Oklahoma City Thunder the first guy off the bench was Kyra Lewis Jr who hadn't played in like a month 
Is that really the time to kind of break out that kind of change? I, you know, I, clearly not, right? Like that didn't work. That wasn't the answer. Is there more of a cohesive plan? Is there also a plan B, a plan C, a plan that's like, in case of emergency, break the glass and this plan is right here. Maybe that was Kyra Lewis Jr. Those are the type of things we want to know. So when you look at some of the turnover on the staff, what does he hope these other coaches are going to be bringing? You know, the big one that you look at is James Borrego, associate head coach. This is someone that's going to be coming in that they hope is going to revitalize the offense, more movement in it, more motion, kind of more playing with just less isolation basketball. Is there a way to utilize Brandon Ingram, Zion, CJ properly? And we'll get into Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum in the next segment here among some of the other players too. I think those are the type of things that we're really curious about. They're also bringing in Aaron Miles to be an assistant coach after spending two seasons with the Boston Celtics. Um, and he'd also spent time with the Golden State Warriors and as head coach of the Santa Cruz Warriors, the Golden State's G League affiliate. What is he designed to bring in? Who's he going to be working with? Is he going to be working a lot with coaching development, player development, those things? And that's what I think we're hopeful to hear a little bit more about. You know, are these changes just for changes sake? You know, if he's bringing in people that he just trusts a little bit more, I don't think he's going to openly say that it's like, I didn't trust Teresa Witherspoon. And I don't think that's exactly what happened there. I don't think that was a, much of an issue, but maybe he's also just bringing in people that he trusts to like give him the feedback he needs to hear that feels that, okay, if something's going on. They're going to speak up and they're going to be open about it and call me out in a sense, not call you out, but like call you up, right? Was his phrase. And if that's going to be the case, I think that's great. I'd love to hear him say that. I don't think he's going to say those kind of things at media day. That's me kind of speculating maybe on why they're brought in a little bit as well. But we need to hear a little bit more about the coaching changes there and what the ultimate goal of what they're going to be doing is with this team. So coming up next, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, a couple more players we want to talk about as we get to media day later today, probably by the time you're listening to this. Stay tuned. we got a lot coming this week on Lockdown Pelicans. Make sure you're subscribed, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So all that, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum coming up here next. And thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. It's media day. We get to talk to the players. You're going to be hearing quotes you're going to be hearing, seeing video, audio from me too. I got a big setup. I'm going to be mobile on location. Don't forget the open practice next Sunday, 5 p.m. I'm going to probably be recording the show live from there because why not? Maybe we'll get some of y'all on the show too, which would be a lot of fun, I think. So I'm excited for this season. I hope you are as well. So please subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. If you want to support the channel, become an everydayer. And if you want to interact with me more, the Lockdown Pelicans Insider Subtext Group, join today. 14-day free trial, no cost to you. If you don't like it, that's okay. If you do, wonderful. Stick around because you're going to be getting inside information there. Maybe I'll even put a, send a message in there about the City Edition jerseys, of which I've seen, and I hope the, the mock-ups I've seen are the true ones because that would be cool. Maybe I'll give you an idea of what they might look like in the Lockdown Pelicans Insiders group. So give that uh, a join if you want. The link is in the description down below, both in the podcast and on YouTube as well. Okay, we're talking about Media Day and what we want to see from the Pelicans here. What answers do we want to hear from all of these players? 
So we went over Zion Williamson. We just went over David Griffin and Willie Green. What about Brandon Ingram? We love Brandon Ingram. Love Brandon Ingram, right? I'd like to hear that he's upset about his Team USA performance. I'd love for him to come out and say, like, I was disappointed with that. I didn't really get to showcase my talent the way that I want to do. I think I'm one of the best players in the league. And, you know, I want, I'm going to make an effort this season to really dominate the game. Be myself, but dominate the game and try and take it to another level to show that kind of I belong. And I want to be on that Olympic team going into, next, into the Olympics next year. Now, he's not going to make the Olympic team. That roster is more or less set already. And if anyone's going to make it from the team this past summer, it's going to be Anthony Edwards. But I'd like to hear him say something about it. Look, he's not going to. He's not going to say he was upset with the performance, I don't think, or things like that. He might just be like, you know, wasn't happy. I didn't play particularly well. But I don't think he's going to do anything that you would like get a soundbite out of and be like, oh, Team USA, Discord, and things like that. But him having some sort of chip on his shoulder I think would be a good thing. You know, have the past two years really gone the way he wants? He missed a lot of time. 29 straight games, which, look, I kind of have defended that toe injury. Turf toe is tough. You know, it's tough in the NFL. It ends careers. It's tough in the NBA when you're pushing off all of that. And if he wasn't ready to go and didn't feel he was ready to go, he probably shouldn't play. Be 100%. I agree with that. But how would the season have played out differently if, you know, he missed 25 games, 20 games instead? You know, is he more motivated than he has been in the past? And look, he could make an all-NBA team and be eligible for a Supermax extension. There's a lot of money on the line here for him. Under the new criteria of resting players, he doesn't count as a star player anymore. Does he want to go out and reestablish that, those kind of credentials? And I hope he does. I hope he comes in more motivated than we've seen from him before. He loves basketball. He loves to hoop. There's no doubting his passion for the game. But is, he, is this who he is, and this is a very, 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 very good player, or is there another level to his game? Can he step it up? I'd like to hear kind of where his head's at. You know, is there kind of contentment with his career, with his role, with how he plays, or does he want to get even better? And if he shows us that on media day and starts to back it up, I think we could be in for a very special Brandon Ingram season. With CJ McCollum, you know, he's had one full season in New Orleans, one kind of like third of a year after the trade deadline two years ago, you know, I'd like to hear about how he feels he's best used on this team. Is he floor general point guard CJ McCollum? Or is he more of an off-ball guy with Zion and Brandon Ingram handling the ball the majority of the time? You know, a question that a lot of people ask me here is, you know, why don't they have a point guard? Why won't they invest in a point guard? Well, it's because they have a lot of people that can handle the ball, I think. Brandon Ingram can handle the ball really well. So can Zion. CJ does it at times, but is that truly his best role or is there better ways for him to be used? And what does he think it is? Look, if he's like, no, I want to be the point guard. I'm going to create the offense. I'm going to initiate everything. I'm going to do all of that, drive and attack. That might make me a little bit worried. That's not him at his best. He doesn't have that kind of slashing attacking game like some of the other players, even if they're not good players like Darian Sebron do that they're not good players, but you get what I mean. Not starter quality level here in New Orleans or even rotation guy. So if he wants to do that, that makes me a little bit nervous that he's going to be ball dominant more so than we want. We want him working off ball, spacing the court, shooting, those kind of things. So I'm hopeful that that's ultimately going to be <laughs> what he ends up kind of realizing, seeing, and saying. For Trey Murphy... You know, I'd love to hear what his goals are. What does he feel his role is on this team? 
Is it to support Zion BI? Is it to be a scorer? Is it to be a three-point shooter? You know, for Herb Jones, I'm sure he's going to tell us he worked on his shot all offseason. We did that in the cliches that players are going to say at media day for training camp. And then finally, just a couple of quick things for y'all to keep an eye on as we go through this. And we'll, we'll talk more about this. So call this like a teaser for a show later in the week. The Pelicans officially did announce that they signed Kaiser Gates to a two-way. He joins Darion Sebron on a two-way deal. Pelicans have one more two-way left. Is it going to be Liam Robbins, the seven-foot center from Vanderbilt? Um, four-time player there or for a while and former SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Is it going to be Landers Nolly II, a wing from Cincinnati who did pretty well for the team in Summer League and looks like he could have a good three-point shot? These are all options available for the Pelicans right now. You know, what's the plan for Darion Sebron long-term with this team too? I'm kind of curious about. Do they see him getting minutes with the NBA this season or is it just more break glass in case of emergency? Could be that. So Media Day is here, which means basketball is here. And that means you need to be subscribed to Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we've got a lot coming to you. I'm going to be at Media Day. I'm going to be there the whole day. I might do the show from the arena right after and things we learned. Biggest takeaways from Media Day. It's going to be a fun season. Make or break year. It's going to be important. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you follow along on YouTube and that you become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday. For more secret inside info, don't forget, join the Locked On Pelicans Insiders group. The subtext link is in the description down below. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Season's here. Let's get to it. I'll see you all tomorrow.